If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. I believe that when we are confident in and when we can embrace our individuality in this process, we can gain a much better understanding of ourselves. And I truly believe that's what the development is talking about. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. All right, let me set the stage for you. So I am at like one of my first ever conferences that I've invested in to learn. I bought a brand new notebook. I have a perfect new pen. And as the person is speaking who I want to learn from, I am taking every single note. Like if I could have transcribed every word that she breathed, I would have done that. And it's funny because when I think about that version of myself and just kind of where I was at in entrepreneurship, in my journey, there was this part of me that believed that if I could just do exactly what she had done, I would reach the same level of success. And I think that happens to a lot of us, right? Especially when we see people doing the things that we want to do or living the type of life we want to live. It's like, okay, let me just uh, quick reverse engineer exactly what they did and do that. And I'll end up in the same spot. And today's topic is something a little bit different. It's actually something I've been thinking a lot about. And to be honest, I feel like I'm still thinking about it. So these aren't like fully formed thoughts, but just something I want to kind of talk about. So let me paint the other side of the picture. And then we'll talk about this topic. Nowadays, when I am in the opportunity of learning from other people, I take a very different approach. I definitely don't have a brand new notebook because let's be honest, I have a graveyard of like notebooks where the first five pages are used and then they're never visited again. 
And instead, I just sit and I listen and I soak it all in and I do everything in my power to be present. Because when I think about that girl frantically taking notes, she was not present. She was just trying to get the roadmap to get to where she wanted to go. And these days, when I find myself in rooms with people way smarter than I am, I just want to be present. And I kind of adopted this practice now where at the end of the night, before I go to bed, I'll pull out a notebook, usually an old one. And I'll write down what three things am I still thinking about or what really stuck with me. And I've learned that in my way of learning, if I am trying to do all the things, I'm likely going to do none of it. But if I focus on the things that resonated, the things I'm still thinking about, the things that I'm brewing about, the things that really surprised me or excited me or enlightened me, if I even just take action on one of those... I'm likely going to get a better result than trying to do it all. So where does this lead me? What is this conversation? What have I been thinking about? Let's talk about personal development. It has become a buzzword in the modern era and individuals all over the world are focusing on and ready to enhance themselves, right? The market for self-improvement products and services is actually exponentially booming And it's really easy for us to become obsessed with figuring out like what are the latest strategies and tactics and techniques and how do I keep growing as a person? I mean, we've all heard that quote, like you're not growing, you're dying. But like, where does that leave us as human beings? And there's one thing that I think people keep getting wrong when it comes to this space where we are challenged to learn and grow and do. And what it is, it's the personal part of developing. I feel like for a lot of us who are on this pursuit of like wanting to do better or be better or become the best version of themselves, the scales are tipped so far in the direction of the development aspect that we are forgetting the other piece of the puzzle. It is vital that personal development is about the personal aspect as much as it is about the developing. And so in other words, it's important to focus on the individualism of the process rather than just focusing on generic blueprints. So let's dive in to this topic that has been occupying my brain for quite some time. Are you ready to go with me? Here we go. If you love listening to the Gold Digger podcast, then I have the perfect next podcast for you. Imperfect Action hosted by Steph Taylor is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Imperfect Action is a bite-sized online marketing podcast for business owners. Join Steph Taylor as she answers all your business marketing questions and deep dives into the nitty-gritty of online marketing and content marketing, social media marketing, and marketing strategy for business owners. She recently covered the super hot topic of AI and how it could impact the online business world. You've got to tune into that if you're curious about all the benefits and the downsides of using AI in your content creation. Listen to Imperfect Action wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so let me just be the first to say that this episode is just as much for me as it is you. When I think about my own journey with personal development, I actually kind of smile because I avoided personal development for years. I genuinely believed and I attempted to white knuckle my way through business. And I focused on just like learning more and more marketing strategies and learning the processes. But it's really interesting because when I think about personal development, 
I often can like close my eyes and go back to a time where white knuckling just wasn't possible anymore. And for us and for me personally, it was my fertility journey. It really knocked me to my knees and it had me really looking at the world and also kind of this pursuit of becoming the best version of myself in an entirely different way. And when I think about it, personal development scared me a lot because I feel like I knew if I was really going to dip my toe in the water that I would have to face certain things that I just didn't want to face, whether it was limiting beliefs or mindset blocks or things like money mindset. And I also knew that in developing as a human, I would also likely have to deconstruct. And that part scared me to death. If I'm being honest, I think a lot of us are in this place of like deconstruction, whether it is on a faith journey or political or as parents or whatever that looks like for you, where we are kind of and maybe I'm just let me let me speak for myself. Okay. I am in a place where I am now asking bigger questions of like, where did I learn these things? And who taught them to me? And what was in it for them? And what was implied by that? And how has that idea or perception or reality shown up in my life? And how has it either helped me or limited me? And thinking about personal development scared the living daylights out of me because I knew that in the development, there would be deconstruction and I wasn't ready to unearth certain things in my life. When we approach personal development without the personal part of it, without taking into account our unique personalities or who we are or the way that we learn or the way that our brain works or the scope that we look through the world at, we risk struggling to discern what is actually useful for us, right? Like think about the girl who is trying to transcribe the secrets of success she was missing out on what could have actually been useful to her, right? Like in the fury of 10 pages of notes, she probably took zero action and she maybe missed the one thing that was meant for her. And I think about that a lot because every single one of us is different. We have different backgrounds, experiences, personalities, goals, privileges. There's so many different things that we're bringing to the table Therefore, when we try to approach things with this one size fits all mentality, it is not going to work. The work isn't necessarily on the expert that is handing you these keys to success. Personal development puts the work on you. And I think a lot of times we miss that. For example, while a morning routine might be super beneficial for many people. It also might not work for everyone. I actually just did an episode about why I don't subscribe to this idea of morning routines and what I choose to do instead. You can scroll back to episode 646. But when I think about it, there are so many strategies and things and life hacks and TikToks and all of these things that try to paint life as this one size fits all pattern that we can just step into. And maybe a morning routine is the best part of your day. This isn't a a conversation about morning routines and their effectiveness. This is just to paint the picture that there are strategies and techniques that might not align or work for us, for our personal preferences, for our learning styles, or our lifestyles. 
you know, it's funny because I held a lot of guilt and shame around being someone who just didn't have a morning routine because I surround myself with some of the world's top performers and top performance coaches out there. And they talk about how this is such a crucial part of your day and your success. And I, someone with ADHD who has young children who struggles to have specific routines and consistency, often felt shame around the fact that I didn't have a morning routine. And so it's really interesting because as I've kind of looked at like the personal development space and I found so much of it incredibly helpful, I've also found certain things harmful in it. And what I find harmful is usually well-intended information, but it is more skewed towards the development and less skewed towards people really paying attention to what will personally work for them. So something that was really interesting for me, and I think something that really enlightened me about just thinking about this topic on a deeper level was when I wrote my book, How Are You Really? I remember asking my publisher, well, what category is this book going to be in? Because initially when I wrote the book, I wrote it from this lens of entrepreneurship and business and marketing. And, and I love all of those things. But when we got into the editing process and when I really got to the heart of my mission, I realized, no, 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 this is not meant to be a business book after all. Like what I care about is the life and the truth and people's intuition and all of these things. And I remember when my publisher said, Oh, your book is going to be in the self help and how to space. And I was like, Oh, no, I don't want to be grouped in that space. Like I had this like very visceral reaction. Because I see how beneficial, but also how burdening the self-help space can be. And I remember thinking, and I, I think I argued on this point of like, wait, 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 though, like this book isn't like, it's not meant to like teach people to be more like me. It's meant to like guide people home to themselves. And like, are we sure this is self-help? Like, I, I don't know. I just like didn't love that. And so it was really, really interesting. And I really tried to make the point of like, it is not me telling you how to do better or be better or do more. It's me telling you like, come back to you, come back to yourself. And I lost that battle. My book ended up in that self-help and how-to space. And it's something that I still grapple with to this day, which is why I'm recording this episode and sharing that like I am still much in process on this topic. But I wanted to read an excerpt to you from my book, How Are You Really? We've linked my book in the show notes and show description. If you have not gotten a copy, I would highly invite you to do it. If you love this show and you want to know more about me and what I truly believe entrepreneurship has done for me in terms of just allowing me to live a very full life with fat minutes, grab a book. But let me read a little bit about it because I think it shares a little bit more about my thoughts on this topic. This is literally from the prologue of my book. This is not even in the chapters of it. This is how I kick part of the book off. So it says, It's no surprise we're exhausted. Before we're even fully awake, we start scrolling through everyone else's opinions and ideas and solutions. Our news feeds, our Facebook page, our Instagram feeds. We crowdsource our life to push us towards something else, to distract us, to lose those 3am thoughts in the comforting chaos of the latest craze. We set goals we think we're supposed to. We buy the best selling planner. We create the resolutions that sound nice to and for everyone else. And we hope for the promise that on Monday, it'll all be different. But most of the time on Monday, we wake to reality again that the five-star magic diet pill didn't work 
those meditations still haven't sunk in. We've been grinding our teeth again. The same stressor keeps getting in the way every single time you attempt to journal, strategize, or manifest your way to happiness. And we decide that surely the problem is us. Surely we're doing something wrong. It always comes back to us in the many ways we assume we're incapable. We wonder, do we just need like three more yoga classes to make it click? Do we just need to wake up earlier? The fill in the blank $99.99 solution is working for everyone else, isn't it? At least that's what the ads say. That's what the wellness guru preaches. That's what the book promised. So why isn't it working for me? Spoiler alert, the thing you're doing isn't working for you because it didn't come from you. That answer, the diet, the planner, the four-step manifestation plan came from something or someone outside of you. It came from Amazon. It came from an influencer or that wellness guru. It came from your sister or your sister's neighbor or your sister's neighbor's best friend. We can't always solve our own problems with someone else's solutions. We can't always find our own selves using someone else's direction. And we sure as hell can't always question our lives clearly if we don't close our eyes to the nonstop jazz hands of every other answer parading by. When we look to the crowd to answer our deepest questions, we move in whatever direction we're carried. We stop looking within, stop checking it, stop carrying our own visions, because what is inside of us perhaps doesn't match the identities our world keeps telling us to clothe ourselves in. Instead, our gaze catches the motions of the crowd and we sync up. We become people who know how to go with the flow more than anything else. And we end up exhausted and bruised, numb to ourselves, lost down a path that we don't even remember turning on. But this time, it's going to be different. This time, you're going to hear your voice. Not your best friends, not your mother's, and not that one girl on Instagram. Yes, that includes me. In this book, I'm going to gently shake your shoulders and remind you to wake up to your life, to start listening to yourself and trusting yourself more. I'm going to tell you to be ready to question what you thought couldn't or shouldn't be questioned and lean into your curiosities because they're about to get noisy. I'm going to ask you the question that you should be asking yourself each and every day. How are you? Really? And I'll help you prepare to dig deep for the answers. The Gold Digger podcast is supported by HubSpot. Entrepreneurs have a lot to deal with without tedious tasks like manually updating reports or chasing down teams to figure out if targets have slipped. With HubSpot CRM, get real-time data at your fingertips so your teams can stay in sync across the customer journey. Track your contacts and customers, send personalized emails in bulk, and get the context you need to create amazing experiences for your teams and for your customers at scale, all from one powerful platform. It's why more than 150,000 companies already use HubSpot CRM to run their businesses better. Plus, HubSpot's user-friendly interface sets you up for success from day one so you can spend less time managing software and more time on what matters, your customers. There's no better time to get organized. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better and get a special offer of 20% off on eligible plans at HubSpot.com slash Gold Digger. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. 
A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. So that is just the prologue of my book. And again, if you want to get a copy or if you love listening to books, I read my book on Audible. So if you go to howareyoureallybook.com or if you go to Amazon and type in how are you really, you can get it anywhere books are sold or you can go to jennacutcher.com slash book. We've also linked it in the show description and show notes for you. But I wanted to read that to you because I think that answers a lot of the questions that I have been processing when it comes to personal development. And I want to blanket this all in saying, I don't personally see myself as like a personal development expert. I see myself as like a marketing and a strategy and an entrepreneurship coach. However, oftentimes I get grouped into the self-help space. And I mean, that could be rightfully so. I don't know. But one thing that I often grapple with is like, okay, where is the person in this development? And how do we as consumers of content and information and strategies and courses and all that, how do we remember to lead with ourselves, to lead with what makes us us, what makes us different, what makes us tick, what excites us, what is going to work for us and what we need to leave behind unapologetically. And it's really interesting because I think I have been on this journey even so much of in the last year through the process of writing my book and launching my book and getting it out into the world. And also through some of the more personal sides of my life as a mother and a mother of two and as someone who was recently diagnosed with ADHD. I've just realized that while you can absolutely benefit from learning strategies and systems and you know getting blueprints and things like that, we also have to take responsibility of the lens that we are looking at things through and take accountability that it is up to us to discern what is going to work for us and what we just need to leave at the door. You know, it's really interesting because let me tell you kind of a story that might paint this a little bit better. A lot of times we set these different goals that resonate with us, right? And we can celebrate our progress and you know, a lot of us are out there and we don't want to just be aimlessly moving through our days. And so we kind of set these like benchmarks of things that we want for ourselves or our lives, whether it's through a vision board or you set goals or resolutions. And what's really interesting is that a lot of times we can find ourselves finding success or achievement. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but it's absolutely happened to me where I arrived somewhere and I thought it would feel different. Like I realize 
that like, oh, all along I was chasing the wrong thing. And I think that a lot of us have been disappointed in that way. And that disappointment kind of leads us to distrust ourselves. Like we don't carry that same level of trust of like, do I even know what I want? Do I even know who I am? Do I even know what's next? And in that distrust, that's where we start to look to the crowd again. And that's likely what got us in the wrong place in the first place. When I had Coco, it was after three-year kind of struggle with fertility and back-to-back pregnancy losses and just a lot of like soul searching and kind of the beginning of my own personal development journey where I really started to face certain things head on, whether it was trauma or grief that I processed. I really started to kind of unearth some of that and deconstruct certain things in this deep desire of mine to become a mom. And I remember when I finally was so blessed to hold my child Earthside, I remember this feeling of like, she was born and did a part of me die. And I know that that sounds like, whoa, ah. but the answer is yes. You know, there's parts of me that no longer fit. And I kind of had to clothe myself in this whole new identity. And I remember I really grappled with it when it came to entrepreneurship because my priorities shifted so much. My values shifted. The way I wanted to move through work shifted. The ways that I defined success shifted. And I remember feeling almost like broken. Like I was like, is my ambition broken? Like, is this going to come back? Or is this just it? Like, like, are those days gone? And I remember someone finally explained to me the difference between a lifestyle entrepreneur and an achievement-based entrepreneur. And all of a sudden, everything like clicked for me. Like I am 1000% a lifestyle entrepreneur. I am not someone that is always in pursuit of more, more, more. I am in pursuit of enough. And entrepreneurship for me unlocked the type of life that I want to lead. And I'd never kind of heard that differentiation before. And when I heard that, all of a sudden, I could see and filter through all of this well-intentioned advice that I've been getting and recognize that like the lens that they are looking at this through is entirely different than my lens. I welcomed myself as a person back to the equation. And all of a sudden, I stopped feeling so guilty because I recognized, oh, that's their lens. They're an achievement-based person. They think this sounds really awesome when to me, that sounds like the last thing I want to do. And it helped me to connect with, okay, no, my definition of success looks different right now. And that's okay. So as I'm thinking about this, it also makes me think of like how important it is to be so thoughtful about who it is that we're letting into our lives that have this level of influence. And I want to preface this in saying something that I think is super important here. We have become this culture that the second that we disagree with something, we just unfollow, we remove, we get that out. And I don't think that is the answer either. I think while a level of discernment is so incredibly important, especially if you are taking on any sort of mentorship or learning from someone, I also do not think it is wise for us to create echo chambers for our lives. And I think that is a flip side of the coin that is actually terrifying and something that I think a lot of us have experienced specifically in these very like politically heightened days that we find ourselves in. And so what I think is kind of cool about 
following people who you might not agree with everything on or uh, paying attention to what other people might be consuming is that again, it invites you in with this level of discernment that allows for you to get to know yourself on a personal level in a way deeper way. And I think what's so awesome about that is that you can be challenged to really get honest about what are my values or how do I learn or what do I believe to be true about this? And so I wanted to kind of bring this up because I think a lot of times in the personal development space, we find ourselves like that young Jenna at the conference trying to take all of the notes and get the blueprint and follow the exact step-by-step process to find that level of success. When in reality, we need to be the evolved version of, okay, what resonated? What do I want to take away from this? And what can I let go of knowing that it wasn't aligned with my values or it wasn't meant for me or it's not the right time for me to receive that? It's kind of funny because inside of my book, (laughs) there is this chapter. And it was funny. One day I was Googling something and someone had written an article or something about how I don't like Marie Kondo or how I dissed Marie Kondo. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I had to laugh because inside of my book, I tell this story about my friend, Sarah, who was on this mission to live a very minimal life. And she was taking all this advice. She was getting the blueprint of like, here's exactly how you minimize the clutter, clear the clutter out of your life. You're going to live this perfect life. And in my book, I talk about how Sarah was so frustrated because she was trying to implement all these things. And she never really realized that the person she was taking the advice from had an entirely different life than her. She had children and the author didn't. And she lived in a certain area and the author didn't. And like, it was just this illustration of like, Yeah, someone else's roadmap might not get you to where you want to go because you're not starting in the same place they are. And it was so funny because someone interpreted that as me dissing Marie Kondo, which if they had done any ounce of research, Marie Kondo has three children. So that was not at all about Marie Kondo. I love Marie Kondo. Find me things that spark joy, please and thank you. But that story was just to illustrate of like, we have to look at the lens of, okay, if someone's teaching me something like, where are they coming from? And how does this apply to my life? Does it apply to my life? Do I want it to apply to my life? And I love that story in the book because once my friend Sarah kind of realized, oh, wait, like this person that I follow online that lives this beautifully minimal life, they have a very different situation than I do. I can take parts of that and I can learn parts of that and apply things of that. But I also have to realize that my life is different and it's going to look different for me. And so I love that chapter of the book because it often reminds us of like, you can learn something from anyone. I truly believe that. But the problem I have with the personal development space and the way that it can make people feel is that we're forgetting the individualized approach that is necessary for us each personally to develop. I believe that when we are confident in and when we can embrace our individuality in this process, we can gain a much better understanding of ourselves. And I truly believe that's what the development is talking about. I believe that when I started my personal development journey just four years ago, I was doing it through the lens of like, okay, I feel like this is an important piece. Like, how is it going to impact my work? How can it make me a better leader? But in reality, 
what it did is kind of what my book was intended to do. It like beckoned me home. Like it invited me to get to know myself so much better. And it gave me the right lenses to look through in discerning what is meant for me and what is not meant for me and how will this look for me. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash golddigger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash golddigger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. When it comes to content creation, you either do it because you love it or because you know it's a powerful business tool. Now, either way, it takes a ton of work. Whether you're building your website from scratch or struggling to manage payments, you need Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate one-stop shop that's been my go-to for almost a decade. Yes, nearly a decade. It's designed to help creators and entrepreneurs build thriving online businesses with steady recurring income. Whether it's blogging, coaching, or podcasting, Kajabi makes it simple to transform your passion into profitable online courses, exclusive members membership sites, and so much more. Over the years, Kajabi has been my rock from hosting my signature courses like the Pinterest lab to handling transactions without taking a single penny of my money. That's right. You get to keep 100% of what you earn. With Kajabi, you get powerful analytics, simple payment options, effective email marketing tools, and beautiful website templates that you can customize. And here's a little secret. You don't need a massive following to earn a great income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi who are making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers, and you can be one of them. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash goal. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash goal. Join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion today at kajabi.com slash goal. Here's where I want to encourage you. And again, this whole conversation is just something that I think about a lot. And I just wanted to bring it to the show. And I'd love to know what you think about this. And if you want this conversation to continue. But here's what I think. When we can get really honest with and know ourselves and our strengths and our weaknesses and our values and our beliefs, I truly believe that it can help us to identify the areas where we truly need to improve and make positive changes that align with our authentic selves. And I think a lot of times we don't do that first piece of the puzzle, which is get to know ourselves and get really honest about where we are. 
And I often think of it like this. Like if you were to put my home, Duluth, Minnesota, into your maps right now, but you lied about where you're starting. You said that you were starting in Texas and really you're in New York. You're going to get a whole different set of directions and you're going to get lost. And so how can we get to where we want to go if we're not honest about where we are at and where we are starting? Something that's been really interesting for me is that I feel like as a parent, I am analyzing everything I learned and everything I experienced. And I feel like I am maybe sometimes too thoughtful of like, what do I want to say? What do I want my girls to believe? How do I want them to address this? How do I want them to feel about this? And I I feel like I sometimes overthink it where I can just get in my head in this loop. But I've also just learned in that process of parenting of like, again, what do I need to deconstruct so that I can develop? And what does that look like for me? I want to kind of wrap this up in a pretty bow and I don't necessarily know that that's possible, but I feel like when we can focus more on like the personal aspect of developing, it can help us to change our mindsets. It can help us to achieve that long-term success. But what's so cool about that word success is that if we're honest about who we are and what we really want, we're going to achieve the things that feel the way we dreamt that they would. We're not going to keep arriving at these pinpoints on our map and say, I thought that would feel different. Surely it's me. Maybe I just need to do more and be more and get more. And I feel like I am at this beautiful place in my life where I feel just this level of peace that transcends everything else. It transcends the pursuit or the desire to do more or be more. And I think that it's only possible because of my personal development journey and getting so honest with what is success defined by for me right now? And how do I lean into that? When we have this open mind and this willingness to learn about ourselves and to evolve as human beings, I truly think that we can embrace life's challenges and setbacks and we can see them as opportunities for growth, not from a toxic positivity standpoint, but from this ability to believe that what you are going through is teaching you something and you're going to learn it. And I think that when we can develop our resilience and when we can adapt to change, the achievement of our goals will feel very different because we're achieving them from this very true and honorable and authentic place for ourselves. So maybe this is a conversation we'll continue if you want to, but I want to just remind you as you are on this growth journey, as you are wanting to learn more and develop, as you are digging into things like self-help and personal development, I want for you to know that it is so much more than just the latest strategies and tactics. It is recognizing who you are in the process and embracing your own individualism. When we can go in with this lens of knowing who we are and with a focus on what makes us us, we are so much better able to discern what things are going to work for us, what things we can let go of so that we can develop in a way that is unique to ourselves. So. Don't leave the person 
out of the development. And I guess that's all I have to say today. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. And if you want this conversation to continue. And of course, until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.